Hey, what up? This is Zach Guilford from Midnight Mass, and you're listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Pop Culture Pastor. Pop Culture Pastor. Picture it. January of 1989. Just, uh, am I supposed to, like, where, where was I? Yeah, where are you at this time? What is a young Dave Rimbolt doing? <sighs> January 1989, I'm, I'm 12 years old. Um, so I'm probably playing Zelda legend of Zelda, maybe. Okay. Well, I imagine a young Dave probably was in a state of mourning a month before. Oh, is it because, um, KU basketball was under probation and was not where they would not be able to defend their national championship? Well, that probably affected you. Um, (laughs) I was going to say Roy Orbison passed away. Oh, but, Roy Orbison. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Pretty so, woman. And then, like that following January, boom, he has an album come out. Oh, did he? Okay. It's called Mystery Girl. And on said album, it has um, a couple good songs, such as You Got It. That was a great song. That was Anything a great song. Anything you want. <laughs> You got it. Yeah, that was a great song. I remember okay. that. But there is another song that oh. comes off this album. Okay. It's called She's a Mystery to Me. Mm-hmm. Do you know who wrote that song? Elvis Presley. No. Okay. That was just a guess. Just guess. Okay. So it is Bono in the Edge. Nuh-uh. You two wrote Roy Orbison a song in 1989? They did. Wow. And... They made a music video for the song. Do you know who directed it? Steven Spielberg. David Fincher. Wow. Okay. And you might be thinking, Cody, where is this going? That's a good question. That is exactly what I'm thinking. Cody, where is this going? So this song was featured on Aquaman's soundtrack. And dare I say, it's the best thing to come from the movie. (laughs) <laughs> and this song already has more credentials than that movie because David Fincher did a music video for it and Bono's been in movies galore. So that is so random. It is. But welcome to Pop Culture Pastor, the podcast. Yeah, Cody got the lead off. The, yeah. The pod. This is, uh, yeah, this is the Pop Culture Pastor podcast. Cody led us off. My name is Dave. Kane's here, fellow geek of the round table. It's good to see you, Dave. Yeah, Cork, yeah. Kane Cork, and uh, our, we have another guest here. His name is Brom, Brom Wheeler. Say hello, yes, Brom. hello, hi. Brom, um, uh, tell everyone how old you are and who you are. I'm 16 years old, and I am a, I don't know what I would say, animator, maybe? You're a content creator, yes. man. You are. Yes. Yeah. Name it yeah. and claim it. Yeah. He is a content creator. Uh, his channel on YouTube, uh, Broham Animations. Yep. Which we talked about on the pod here a couple weeks back. Right, yeah. Uh, but he he is not the only content creator, because Kane, you also have a YouTube channel that we really haven't talked much about. Indeed. It's been mentioned maybe once or possibly twice, yeah. but it's called The Vintage Brick, and it is based around Lego. Yeah. And he builds Lego stuff, and he's hilarious. Thanks. Uh, yes. Suffice it to say, 
both uh, both our guests, uh, well, Kane is a, officially a fellow geek of the round table. And even though it's a little early, I will go ahead and 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 put my imaginary sword on upon your head and shoulders, Brom. You are now a member of the of the round table. You are a fellow geek of the round table. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So you that didn't sound like you were that excited. But he is. We'll work I am. On that. I am. Um, <laughs> the crazy thing, though, going back to the intro. Brahm and I weren't born yet. No. No, it's kind of crazy to think I was 13 years old and you weren't even born yet. April. I will be making my presence known to the world. So That's when it all went bad. (laughs) April of 89. That's when everything got worse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, um, you can be assured that the two guests, the two geeks at the round table with us today have way more talent than Cody and I put together. Yeah. <laughs> but we needed them because we're going to talk about YouTube later. YouTube, not U2. Yeah, not U2, the band. <laughs> we we already did mention U2 kind of with the, the song. So, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into YouTube uh, here in a little bit. I, I do have a, a funny story earlier from today. Well, actually, I think it was yesterday when, um, when you asked me to, to be on here. Mm-hmm. You see, we're doing a podcast on YouTube. I was like, oh, cool. You're going to be streaming the podcast while we record it onto YouTube. Cool. Um, what's, what's the podcast about? <laughs> he said, YouTube. I was like, oh, we're talking about YouTube, not yeah. streaming onto YouTube uh, while we record this. I'm not, okay. ready to, I'm not ready to stream myself yet. I'm not ready for people to get a good look at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's bad enough hearing my own voice. No one likes the sound of their own voice. On recording. Yeah. It took yeah. me a long time to get over that doing radio. Yeah. Um, I still haven't. And so I just don't listen to us. Cody has the coolest voice of all of us. And he's like stressing out about his voice because everyone doesn't like the sound of the voice. Uh, but like letting people see me, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, I don't know if we were reacting, if we were reenacting Star Wars, I'd be Jabba. okay anyways um i think i'd be freddie prince jr from um like i know what you did last summer with a beard (laughs) that was so random well i uh, that that was from his cameo onto star wars yes (laughs) (laughs) like i had no star wars character that i looked like so okay Otherwise, I'm I'm Han Solo. Hi, Han. You're Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Someone likes himself. <laughs> Scruffy looking nerf herder. Exactly. Um, okay. This is Pop Culture Pastors, the, our podcast of you know where we just talk about random things apparently for a few minutes. If you would pause the podcast right here, and if you haven't subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Uh, so you get all of our new episodes when they come out, you get a little reminder. And uh, if you would scroll down the page and give us a review, uh, a rating and a review, uh, we would surely appreciate that five-star rating if you'd like to give it to us. And a review helps us out in multiple ways. It tells people that they're what they can look forward to on our podcast when you tell us tell people what you like about us in a review, and it gives us an idea of what it is we're doing well that people like. I'm sorry to those that really like Aquaman. We got a, We have a. We have a four point nine on Spotify, and I'm gonna go find the person that gave us four stars. I'm gonna find them. 
It's probably because of the DC slander that's happened on this show. On a regular basis. <laughs> on a very regular basis. Um, I need a hacker. We need to hack into Spotify. Figure it out. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. So go ahead and pause it now. Go do those things. Then come back. All right. We're ready. Yeah. We're ready to commence the podcast. We need to go out to the lobby. We go out to the lobby to answer listener questions. So come with us, will you? We'll see you in the lobby. All right, welcome back. We're out in the lobby. We're getting our snacks. Cody, his chocolate-covered nastiness. Um, Me, nachos. Okay. As usual. I am actually eating trail mix. Ew. <laughs> what? That's worse. <laughs> how, I don't understand how you could get worse from raisinets, but you just did. And I will keep doing it week to week. Brom, what's your go-to movie snack? I don't have a go-to movie snack. Usually it's just like popcorn, but like snacks in general. Have you ever had chicken and a biscuit? Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Those things are to die for. I love those things so much. Yeah. They're the best crackers ever made. Yeah. You know, those have been around forever. I can remember those were the crackers that I requested when I was a kid. And uh, for a while there in my like young adult years, and teen and young adult years when like I'm buying my own things, I forget like they exist. And then somewhere around age 30, I'm, I'm like in the grocery store and I'm like, chicken and a biscuit crackers. Oh my goodness. They brought them back. And then I found out they never went away and yeah. I was just wasting <laughs> years of my life not eating them. And I don't know why. Um, I will say that I prefer whales to goldfish. You're, uh, I mean, if we needed any more proof that Cody is out of his mind, um, they're more salty than the goldfish and less cheesy. You don't need all the cheese when you have the salt. You, that is like blasphemy. <laughs> it is not. Okay. I'm here for the hot takes. Goldfish slander, apparently, as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, can all you, the slander. Can you have a go-to snack? M&M's. Hand down, hands down, M&M's, followed very closely by ice cream. Okay. Okay, right. ice cream is a game changer if we can bring that into the movie theater. I'm sure Cody only eats ice cream with nuts in it. No, ew. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Finally, some common sense in yeah. your snacking. No, ice cream, I'm a connoisseur, but that's neither here nor there. That's a whole nother pod. Yeah, let's not go down there. Ice cream is probably more like, watching movies at home type deal rather than obviously in, oh, the, yeah. in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I think some theaters do serve dip and dots, which is an abomination. I eat nachos everywhere. You know, the movie theater at home in line to vote whenever. <laughs> it's, uh, you you got to have the nachos. They're, they're an everywhere snack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I once had um, chili cheese nachos at the Royals game. They, it came in like a, a baseball helmet. You ever had those? Um, I've had the chili cheese fries out the helmet. Mm, yeah, I, those work too. Yeah. I've been known to eat some chili cheese fries. Anyways, uh, let's talk about, uh, well, we're in the lobby and we're here to answer listener questions. You ready for this? Uh, Kyle Kessinger asks, what's the best soundtrack of all time? Which we'll probably have to do a pod on this one day, but I don't really understand the rules about like okay, how we can do music themed episodes. I was going to say 
My issue is, are we talking about original music written for a movie? Are we talking about a movie that makes its own playlist? Because like Guardians of the Galaxy, they use a playlist, but that soundtrack's phenomenal. Okay. Um, I would say the rule has to be that it has to be music made for the movie or like within the year. Right. You know, cause sometimes those artists would put, put out their song on their album and then it would appear in a movie like pretty close together. I, I think that's happened before, but yeah, like guardians of the galaxy, all of those songs were good songs long before that movie was a thought. Um, I will also point out in this is the artistic side in me. Garden state has one of the best playlist soundtracks. Okay. So that was, we'd call that a playlist soundtrack. Yeah. When, when it has a bunch of like Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. for instance, would be a playlist soundtrack because it's all older songs that have been amazing for a long time. Although Garden States weren't that old, they were just indie music. Yeah. So the Shins, those sorts of people. Okay. Uh, what about you, Kane? Do you have any? Uh, uh, I guess we haven't really got into Yeah, we yet. haven't. We're, we're kind of establishing the boundaries here. So it's got to be. Well, first of all, you could talk about an orchestral score as well. Oh yeah. A la Which, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars. Uh, my personal favorite in that would be Gladiator. The Russell Crowe movie has an amazing score. Okay. Yeah. Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy. We're all good. Mm-hmm. The Man of Steel had an amazing orchestral score. Thank you, Zachary Snyder. He didn't do it. Well, for getting the right people. But do to we? Do it. We don't have to give Zack Snyder credit for everything. <laughs> we do. I'm trying Gosh. to get us that extra point back on Spotify. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> um, I, I would probably say Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun, definitely. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was on my list. Okay. For sure. I have a list of them that I'll run through, but I wanted to make sure I didn't. You know, yep. if you had an idea, Top Gun's amazing. Mm-hmm. You got "Take My Breath Away" by Berlin. Of course, Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. The Loggins. The Loggins. It's got, of course, Hall and Oates' version of the Righteous Brothers song um, that you've lost that love and feeling. Um, what and, else? And, and you can't forget the uh, original theme song. Yes. I'm still, I'm still a little in shock that they start the new Top Gun movie in the exact same way. It takes you a good 45 seconds to a minute to figure out you're not watching the old Top Gun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it starts yeah. exactly the same. It does. But but that's kind of that's kind of the the classic vibe. It's almost like they've taken the entire original movie and gone, "Dude, this stuff works. Don't change it." Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of genius. <laughs> yeah. It's genius in a way. <laughs> okay. Um do you want to go to our younger esteemed well, Brom, guests first? Brom, Brom being younger, <laughs> among the young kids, are soundtracks even a thing anymore? I don't know. I was going to say, I haven't been as young as I am. I haven't watched like all the movies you guys have, like that golden era of movies that came out, you know? Yeah. Well, in today's, the way music works today, I would think soundtracks aren't as big of a deal. Because, okay, so like... We didn't have Spotify. We didn't have all these things where we yeah. could just make a playlist. So, like these playlist soundtracks we're talking about, like Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. um, even like Breakfast Club. Do you remember? The, oh the, yeah, you, you would have been too young for it. But uh, 
guardians of the galaxy is a perfect example of that. Like those, we would have went out and bought those albums because of the collection of music that were on it. Even if they were older songs, not made for the movie. Mm -hmm. So soundtracks were bigger before now I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had to choose, um, I remember wonder woman had a good theme. I remember, Uh I forgot how it goes, but I just remember I liked it. The sc- yes, oh yeah, yeah 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 the orchestral score yeah 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 yeah, 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 the- yeah. and then oh uh, what was the other one there was um, I've heard you play the Avengers theme on the piano yeah and I forgot how to <laughs> play that I don't I I just forgot I don't know why I just stopped playing it so it's funny um to me that the the score immediately becomes better the more you liked the movie too. Like yeah. for me, I can remember going, falling asleep, listening to Indiana Jones and the last crusade. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not ashamed of that at all. Like that, that was, a, I mean, Indiana Jones, John Williams, I mean, it's great. I actually went through a bit of a, a, a phase where I would just listen to orchestral stuff, yeah. like cinematic soundtracks and um, like Hans Zimmer, who does yes. the, the Wonder Woman soundtrack. And Gladiator. He, yeah. He is, he's just. He's incredible. Like his his composition is just nothing sort nothing short of genius. Mm-hmm. He is he is just incredible. Um, and Interstellar is another one um, that he, that he does, which is just um, you you can't think of how the melody goes, but when you hear it, you go, oh, "It's Interstellar." Right. A Jurassic Park. Yep. Um, John Williams does a good job as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll give John. I liked shout. Crimson Tide a lot because it worked in the Sailor's Hymn into that into the kind of the score it's just great great stuff um but i think if we're if we're if okay. we're going true to the question the best soundtracks of all time it's got to be like top gun it's got to be music okay. that was made okay. for the movie i got this okay i got this all right hit me okay i got two all right uh into the wild oh i forgot that it's not on my list and it should be oh that's an Ed, amazing Eddie Vedder, best songwriting like for a movie ever, I will say it. And I forget that that's like, that's a special kind too, where you get one artist. To oh yeah. Do the soundtrack. And boy, did he do it. That's boy. When you listen to that soundtrack, it just puts you in the movie. It does. So good. I want to go to Alaska and live off the land. It every ins- time I listen to it, that soundtrack inspired me to buy Eddie Vedder's next album, which he did completely on the ukulele. Wasted twelve ninety nine because I thought, man, oh, he's he's doing an album on the ukulele. It's going to be just like Into the Wild. It wasn't. It not was good. not. Not good. Not not a good choice. Uh, okay, so my next one's older. All right, and it, it it should be on your list. And if it's not, I'll disown you. Purple Rain. Purple Rain is uh, my choice for the best soundtrack of all time. It yeah. So. It's between those two, but it really depends on my mood. Yeah. Purple Rain. Like, so Prince, oh, first of all, Brom, do you know who Prince is? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Oh, we'll have to watch the YouTube video of the Super Bowl halftime performance. Yes. <laughs> Man. So Prince um, was said to have been a, like a, a prodigy. He, he self-taught himself how to play almost like every instrument ever invented. Uh, Purple Rain was like a, uh, what do they call a, a vanity project? Is that what they call it, Kane? When 
you make a movie just because you're a star and it's this movie you want to make. Yeah, pretty much. And it was about like a musician like Prince (laughs) where he got the star is basically himself. But the crazy thing about that soundtrack is there's stories that like the director tells where he said, Hey, we need two more songs, one for this scene and one for this scene. And Prince would go straight from the set back to his studio and just cranked out two songs in one night. And brought him back and handed the guy the tape. And those two songs were When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy, which are two of the best songs on the stinking album. And um, it, just, it just blows me away that Prince was, uh, Prince was special. Dig, if you will, a picture. <laughs> you and I engaged in a kiss. <laughs> I mean, who starts off a song like that? And it is amazing. Well, what about Let's Go Crazy? Dearly beloved. We're gathered here today to get to this thing called life. Yeah. Life electric word means forever. And that's a mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you there's something else. The afterworld. <laughs> Go purify yourself in the lake of Minnetonka. <laughs> a world of never ending happiness. You can always see the sun day or night. So when you call up that shrink of Beverly Hills, you know, doctor, everything will be all right. Sitting around asking how much time is left. Anyways. I listen to that soundtrack a lot, you guys. Yeah. I, I really can't tell. Um, <laughs> so I do have a mix where there was original music, but then it also borrowed music from, it had like a playlist, and that would be the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, which they bring in Beck. Mm-hmm. Beck like does a couple songs, and then uh, the guy at the end, uh, Nigel Rogers, is like, Oh, they're actually going, they want a full length version of this song where you just repeated the girl's name like 10 times. And <laughs> he, like five minutes later, he writes like this full length song that has a orchestral piece in it. And oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that movie is brilliant. And the soundtrack is pretty brilliant too. Yeah. It's almost like for that movie, you had to get someone like Beck you and did. just say, Hey, do the soundtrack. It's great. Um, other ones on my list. Kane, did you have any other ones besides Top Gun? Um, kind of a, I, I grew up uh, listening to a, a like a, a mixtape soundtrack, mm-hmm. and that was the Tour of Duty soundtrack. Oh wow! Way back That's when, a, the TV show. Yeah. Wow. It was like all the all the sixties stuff. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. Great, great yeah. songs. Uh, there must be some kind of way out of yeah. here. That, all the that's Vietnam a, stuff. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Interesting bit of trivia. My uncle appeared as an extra on tour of duty, throwing a football playing catch huh. in the background on one of the bases. Nice. It was one of those where we like all sat down to watch it. We're like, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, there. That was amazing. Hey, was <laughs> <laughs> My He's a celebrity. <laughs> he also was an extra on China beach. You remember China beach? You are making up shows now. No, no. China beach was kind of popular. In fact, it might've been more popular than tour of duty. If I'm thinking about it, it had Dana Delaney. Everyone thought she was going to be a big star. She wasn't going to be a big star. <laughs> she was in Tombstone. Hey, yeah. good movie. Um, okay. Other soundtracks that just kind of popped up that I, I wrote down here. Grease. Olivia uh, Newton-John just passed away. So that was kind of like at the top of my list. I remember um, my, cu- my older cousins who would babysit me because my mom, I was raised by a single mom who was pretty young. So she would still like go out on like Friday nights with her friends sometimes. And my cousins would babysit me and they would force me to play the part of John Travolta. And we would like lip sync the whole thing in costumes and act it out. So 
long story short, I have the entire Grease soundtrack memorized from the part <laughs> of John Tr- Danny, Danny Zuko. Uh, but I also have a great affinity for it. It is a classic. Yeah. Um, th- th- Top Gun, which was mentioned by Kane, the Batman soundtrack that Prince did. So Purple Rain gets all the love. It does. The Batman soundtrack is, first of all, nutty, but funky and amazing. Like, it's so weird, but it fits with Tim Burton's Batman pretty well. Um, Dirty Dancing was a big one in the 80s. And I don't know that it was my favorite, but my mom loved it. Uh, Girls loved it. And Patrick Swayze sang on it. He did. (laughs) (laughs) She's like the wind. <laughs> More Swayze. Yeah. The O Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh, that's great. It's an amazing soundtrack. And um I'm not even a big bluegrass guy and yeah. It it slaps. Yeah, it does. The cool part was is they did use a couple old songs, but then a lot of the other songs that were properties before they re re-recorded with today's artists. Um it was just really good. The Lion King, which we talked about last week. We did. On our animated. I think if you're going to put one of the Disney soundtracks up there, it's got to be The Lion King. Um, and if Purple Rain didn't exist, here's, here would have been my top soundtrack choice. People forget about this all the time. People marginalize this all the time because they think that's for kids. The Muppet movie soundtrack, the original Muppet movie, <laughs> Rainbow <laughs> Connection, uh, the song that Fozzie sings. <laughs> Such hits. <laughs> no, seriously. I didn't take good notes for to prepare for this, but um, moving right along is the Kermit and Fozzie song. Oh, yeah. Then there's the song uh, Gonzo sings around the campfire. Um, even the new Muppet movie, uh, Am I a Man or Am I a Muppet? Oh. That song is brilliant. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. That is genius. That song in particular is pretty genius. But um, yeah, I would put the Muppet movie soundtrack up there with anything. Um, Okay, I'm going to throw one out because my wife would probably hit me if I did not say it. All right. Such violence. But um, Across the Universe. Oh, okay. Okay. That one is unique. Now- because it's old songs, but it's redone. Yeah. So I'm I'm a I'm a fan. I don't think I was a fan. Okay, no, no, no. Let me take let me re-say this. Across the universe made me think that I liked the idea of taking a artist's library and turning it into a story, like a musical. Uh, but then every every time it's been tried since then, it's been complete trash. So I don't know how they so if you don't know, Across the Universe was uh they took Beatles the Beatles library and made a movie centered around it with all these different characters. And it's fantastic. It's a great movie. You should watch it. If you haven't seen across the universe, my wife cries during it. Yeah. But I've still, I still have it on my phone. In fact, I had my phone on random today and um, happiness is a warm gun came up, which the version from the movie is just great and features Salma Hayek. Yeah. Bono makes an appearance in the movie. Bono, yeah, he sings a song in that. Oh man, that movie is really, really good. Really good. You know, another what I remembered from earlier was um, Little Women. That one was actually um, really good. It's more classical, mm-hmm. but like I don't know, it's really catchy and like I don't know. 
I like it. <laughs> Brom, you're right, coming hey. out left field with that one. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah. have no idea, but I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, I really like that movie. And another one was Dune. And I don't know if it's just because these two are like really like cinematic. Like I like them a lot. But Dune, one thing about that, uh, Hans Zimmer did that one. And he like invented instruments for that, and he like played them. It's really interesting. I watched the documentary on it, but uh, okay. Do you know yeah. what the documentary is called? Because we no, watch it's on. That. I think it's on YouTube. Okay, I'm about to check that out. Yeah, okay. did you see Dune? I have not yet. Oh, it's yeah, so I haven't good. Seen Dune either. It's I've very watch good. I, I listen. I was waiting for Dune two to come out. Uh, okay, <laughs> for people my age, the Dune that was made in the eighties, I still have. Some like PTSD. <laughs> so I was really afraid of watching the new one because the one in the 80s was so boring. I know, yeah. That one was made by David Lynch. Yes, oh. that David Lynch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, ask yourself if you thought David, you'd be interested in a David Lynch sci-fi movie. Think again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, so, right. Okay, let's do another question. We're, we're having an extra long bonus lobby segment here. Because the main segment might not be as long as some of the other ones. Um, but Lauren Allen asks, what is your favorite animated Batman movie? Favorite animated uh, Batman oh, movie. Oh, uh, do, do either of our guests watch many of the animated DC Comics movies? Not really. But does the Lego Batman movie count? I think it counts because <laughs> you know it's what? on my list. Yeah. Name it and claim it. Because yeah. I like that one. A lot. Uh, the, the Lego movie and Lego Batman. I are, have to sicken that. Oh, they're genius. Yeah. They're like, so funny. The way, but also just because um, like how they do the Lego, like it's actually like all of it is like you could do that in real Lego. Like they don't like bend it like the weird like commercials, you know, like it's all like practical. And yeah, this is right up your alley. Cause yeah. it's like what you do. Yeah. I've, I've analyzed a lot of it. I'm such a nerd, but I've, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of it and like, see how they did stuff. Cause obviously it's computer, but still mm. it's interesting to me. Yeah. 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 Plus the writing is stellar. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. When in the Lego movie, when he starts, when he starts singing the song darkness, Oh yeah. No parents. This song's about my dead parents. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Uh, but yeah, Lego Batman, I think definitely counts. Although I don't know if that's the spirit of the question. Yeah, yeah. No. She was asking, but I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I would name it and claim it. Yeah, see, my problem is I haven't seen many of the DC animated movies. Cause um, that's just it's not something that generally interests me. I tell although, I'll tell you I let me let me say mine because I only got one. Okay. And I know you probably have a lot. Uh, I was going to just say that I think animated DC is miles ahead of Marvel. Well, and that's what I've heard. So I probably should watch some of them. Um, but I have seen the killing joke and it's dark and weird and gloomy and ends weird. And it's kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, the joke at the end yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because I must be because Batman laughs as the cops are taking Joker away and he just keeps laughing. And that's the end of it, which like you, it has to hit you just right or you have to be in the right frame of mind for it. Because well, my wife's like, or why are you laughing so hard at this joke? This guy is sick. He's sick. <laughs> 
Oh, but I was going to say The Killing Joke is my favorite Batman animated movie. Oh, so I've seen the best one. If I'm choosing one. um, And brilliant cast. You got Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Mark Hamill as the Joker. And, oh, like, he's perfect. I (laughs) want him to play a live-action Joker. Just for kicks and giggles. (laughs) Get me old Batman and old Joker. Okay. So, right. yeah. We're both, do you, did you like any of the other movies? Any of the other, have you seen Hush or anything like that? Um. Oh, what is? Because they did make one on Batman Hush. I think. Yeah. That one's pretty, that one's newer though. I, yeah, saw, it, I, I saw it at the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I have not watched Hush. I mean, there's a few I've seen, but Killing Joke also might be, A a better story to tell. Yeah, they adapted Death in the Family as well. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which Death in the Family takes place like right before um, uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Okay. uh, In the comic books. And so uh, when Bane is going to break the bat, yeah, it it happens right before then because like. Batman's kind of on edge Mm. and very protective. All right. Well, I hope those were satisfactory answers. It's time for us to go back into the main uh, studio. Yes. It's time to leave the lobby and we'll be back and we'll talk about YouTube coming up here on the podcast. You are listening to Pop Pop Culture Pastor. Okay, welcome back. We are ready to talk about our main subject this week. It is YouTube. And we thought it would be a great subject to talk about because we have two geeks at the round table who are YouTube content creators officially. Let's let's just get this out of the way right off the bat because we should talk about your channels. Um, Brom, we talked about your channel here a couple weeks ago in the pod. pod. It's uh, Broham Animations. Yeah. And, um, tell people what you do. So I am a stop motion animator. I do it with Legos. Um, I basically, if you don't know what, well, stop motion is, it's just like, um, a series of frames. It's very, um, takes a while, but I find it very interesting and fun. Well, like some of your videos can be as short as like 10 or 15 seconds. Yes. And I've laughed harder at some of those videos. (laughs) The one you did recently with the guy jumping on the trampoline and yeah. breaking his neck. <laughs> that was, was hilarious. <laughs> a little dark. Yes. <laughs> I got a lot of those comments. They were like, oh, it's so satisfying when his neck snaps. I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> I get those a lot, though. So, um, so uh, like, you know, we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to put you in a position to brag. But yeah. I mean, you just recently went over a million total views, correct? Yes, that is true. Yeah. That's insanity. Does YouTube send you something when you go over a million (laughs) views? No, sadly. Um, I had monetization for a very short amount of time, and then I lost it. I think it's because I'm underage. I'm not 18. So I needed to send send them verification, and they did not approve it. So it's kind of disappointing. Wow. Those fascists. I made $25 and so it's just, (laughs) (laughs) 
Where's my twenty five dollars? It's actually I had it for like a month. So mm. really, to me, that's kind of a lot. But it's just like hanging out there, and I, there's no way for them to pay me now. So I'm just like, yeah, that Kane. doesn't sound like an accident to me. YouTube, <laughs> I know, right? Um, Kane, who has a channel called The Vintage Brick, yes. why don't you tell everyone what you do on The Vintage Brick? Um, I uh, build do mainly speed builds of Lego. So, um, so it's kind of edited, uh, of me building the Lego, but mm. it's sped up. So you get do like an entire Lego build in, in like two or three minutes and you kind of see all the pieces in a flurry coming together with, with hands go, kind of going <laughs> lightning speed. Um, I actually had some, uh, s- some kids actually think that I was just doing, that's just how I, f- how fast I build it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> no. So I tried to, uh, make it, uh, quite interesting and engaging, uh, because somebody just watching Lego being built, it might appeal to some people, but it gets old pretty quick. And I've seen some, some other people do that where they, they literally just do a camera and um, they just speed up the footage. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I speed it up, but I edit it. So I, I, I edit all out all of the, like the dead space. So if my hand is out of the frame, I, I chop those frames out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's like, it, 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 there's nothing, there's no um, dead, just, screen pause that you're just looking at. Yeah. Uh, so it all happens pretty quick. And I tried to, um, I, I tried to make it comical as well. Like there's, there's sometimes, uh, some, some very, very rudimentary stop motion animation in there. Uh, not, not to Brahms level, uh, Brahms <laughs> level, but, um, uh, but you know, just, just to, just to try and, you know, do something funny, um, you know, speech bubbles and, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Uh, and also, um, not to take myself too seriously. I, uh, for the majority of my videos, I actually have two characters, one called the vintage brick, which is, I guess, an alter ego of myself. Um, the vintage, am I talking about the Lego because the Lego's old or am I talking about the brick that's hosting it? Who's, <laughs> who's a little bit vintage, you know, it could, yeah. go, it could go either way. Um, but then there's, then there's the news brick who's, um, a very, very dry, straight uh, British man who <laughs> um, who reads the news yes. and gets very offended if if things don't get taken seriously. Yeah. Um, but that uh, that leads to some some comical moments when when he kind of gets make, made fun of and um, he doesn't quite get taken as seriously as he would like. Yeah. Mm. So you guys both use Legos, but the interesting thing is, and you infuse humor into it, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So Brom, whereas Brom's humor comes in the form of like what the, what the animation is showing you. And then the voices, some of the voices are hilarious in the story. And then, uh, Kane is, it's more of a production as far as like, there's some acting in it as you heard. And then Kane actually saying things in character, which, um, I believe I've laughed at both of your, at certain videos from both of you. I have, it's made me, made me laugh. So (laughs) That's um, kind of the goal. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why we're talking about YouTube because we have two content creators winning. Currently winning on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Making $25. <laughs> Brom's winning way more than me. <laughs> uh, hey, I saw some of your videos have more than 5,000 views. Yeah, it doesn't mean I earn any money. Ah, well, I know, but hey, we <laughs> he's, don't. And he's got way more subscribers. How many subscribers do you have? Um, 
I'm seven thousand now. So oh. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I I just hit five hundred. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and listen briefly, and then I lost two, so I'm down at four ninety nine. How do you lose subscribers? What did you do? <laughs> Not produce content for a year and a half. Oh well, yeah, that'll that'll hurt. But um, yeah, I mean, just one video having five thousand views. We've done almost a year. We've been doing this almost a year. And Spoilers. We, we will hit five thousand downloads, God willing. <laughs> sometime in the next month or two, probably uh, that took a while. And by the way, beyond our imagination that we would have, that we would have hit it within the year. Yeah. We, we would have been happy with 500. Like, boy, if we could just get 500 downloads in the first year, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and y'all are rolling with 5,000 per video. Um, but so we're, we're, they're the heavyweights, Cody. You guys are, you know, we're just we're just kind of here as you know, doing the doing the Harambe thing, just sitting here, hoping we don't. Anyways, I don't know where that was going. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I'm sorry. I brought a Harambe. Now everybody's sad. Yes. Um. Oh my goodness. I don't know why you did that. So we should talk about YouTube, like as a as a as a site and what it was, because I was straining my brain to try and remember. Back in the early days of YouTube, the, the the earliest thing I could remember was like, oh, well, that's where people go to watch cat videos. Okay, so my earliest memories are uh, that's where people go and watch like Lady Gaga music videos. <laughs> because like well, MTV- That can't be that early. <laughs> MTV was like, oh, we don't show music videos. Well, that's true. At some point, YouTube became the MTV. It did for what MTV was to my generation, which was a place where you actually saw music videos. Now all those music videos get thrown onto YouTube and you can literally make playlists out of all, all these. I mean, listen, every band's making YouTube videos. Now you don't have to be big at all yeah, to make a music video and post it on YouTube. And uh, some bands find success because of their videos yeah. are so creatively done. Even though the song might be trash. Do you have an example? Uh, that one with the treadmills where the guy's jumping and it's like, here we go. Here we go again. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I thought you were going to say Gangnam style. No. <laughs> although I think that might've helped. Now you're going to make me look up. That okay. Band. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> I, I have heard of a bunch of people doing um, like music videos, just or videos of them playing music and then getting picked up by big artists and going on tour with big artists or, or things like that. Which okay. Is, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. So there is an artist who I love. His name is Joseph Solomon. And usually it's just him sitting there playing a guitar. He's a Christian artist. Uh, he's like the highest, like the most visible he's gotten is he did a song with Andy Minio, who's a Christian rapper. Uh, but Joseph Solomon, his voice is amazing. And I love watching his YouTube channel because most of the time he'll do like just acoustic covers of things. Just when the feeling hits him, it's just him sitting there playing a the guitar and singing. He's got a wonderful voice. And every time I hear him, I think, man, he should really make it. He like should. He should really make it. Um, yeah, I, I, he does have a really cool voice. Okay, go. It's the band. Here it goes again. And literally, they're on treadmills and they jump back and forth during the music video, and that made them famous. Is is now what year did that come out? Two thousand nine. Can we say that they copied that from Family Force Five? I'd like to think so. <laughs> 
Family Force 5. Every old Christian in the room just went, yeah! Crank it like a chainsaw. Because <laughs> I just referenced an old CCM band. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, so YouTube, I was I went online to figure out like, okay. So clearly YouTube had a start starting point that I'm not aware of, even though I lived through it. <laughs> Back in 2005, three former PayPal employees started YouTube. PayPal was a thing back then? Apparently. <laughs> this is what's really going to blow your mind. Much like many other of our social media uh, breakthroughs, it started off as a dating site. You were... Sp- <laughs> Cody just got really upset with that. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to like an up upload a video of yourself. It's oh. sort of like Tinder before Tinder, man. <laughs> and you were it was YouTube. Huh. And that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be a a dating service and nobody did it. Nope. No, no one like, used it. They like that. literally were begging people to make videos. <laughs> well, what happened was people were uploading random videos, like just like like yeah right yeah so one of the one of the first videos ever on youtube was me at the zoo and it was this guy (laughs) in front of elephants and he was like hi um i'm at the zoo today and here are some elephants and what's really interesting about elephants is that they have really really long noses or trunks and it was just i don't know it was just so random and i like to think that dude got married because of that video. I mean, someone probably saw that. Rooting for you, dude. I've <laughs> always wondered where he is now, you know, because that video, it went viral because it's the first one, you know, and he's just out there somewhere just like chilling with tons of money. Nobody knows where he's at. <laughs> so, yeah, like the videos, it ends up being like a place where people are just posting these random videos. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of, you know, moves on from there. And it's gone through like phases of, you know, cause obviously back then it takes time to upload a video. It takes time now. Of course, you know, the, the technology has gotten better. You're, you're getting better, uh, you know, digital frame rates or whatever. Um, but back then you couldn't really upload oh. a video of any length. N- not in Southeast Kansas. for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All the content creators weren't rolling in Southeast Kansas. The dial up internet was, <laughs> <laughs> was slowing everything down. And oh. also they, they had like cameras, you know, and then they, it was just kind of, there wasn't a lot of, how do I say this? <laughs> they didn't really know how to like upload videos. Like it wasn't like common. But now you can just do it all on your phone, you know? It's yeah. so easy. So Well, right. So back then, you had to get it off of your, your whatever camera you were yeah. filming with. And who had camera? Back, back then, you were carrying around like some... I mean, they were getting smaller by then, but still, it was like a separate piece of machinery. The old, good old trusty handy cam. The uh, handy cam. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say like... America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. That's uh, the only reason why anyone ever bought a camera around here, I feel. Listen, I can't think about this without going back to the 80s, though, and imagining my family members with the huge 8-by-12-inch <laughs> box with the VHS tape in it. Hey, hey, everyone, open your presents on Christmas one at a time and slowly. Show us what you got. Oh, come on. <laughs> and then watching the videos, and there was always like the date timestamp. Like, why? Why? 
<laughs> I still have family members that include the timestamp on like iPhone photos. It's the greatest <laughs> How thing ever. How do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but they figured it out. Found a way. <laughs> um, yeah. So just an, as an aside, boy, that technology moved fast. Um, but as it, as it moves on, they, it turns into this site that's getting closer to what we know it. They launch YouTube live in, in 2011. Uh, they get the first billion hit video in 2012 of December. Do you know what video that was? Cody? Was it Gaga? No, it should have been. That would be Gangnam style. That's the first 1 billion streamed or hit video. No, I'm over that style over that lifestyle. (sighs) (laughs) YouTube reaches 1 billion unique monthly visitors in March of 2013. They add a music like subscription service in 2014. They launch YouTube red in 2015, which later becomes a uh, premium. Yeah. Which you have to rock. If you watch YouTube for any length of time, you have to spring for the premium because the ads, those are terrible. Mm-hmm. Although, those are. although I make my kids watch, I don't let my kids watch YouTube on my account, which I have premium on, uh, because first of all, they'll mess up my algorithm and I'll get all these videos. I don't care about like blippy videos. It'll think I want to watch blippy videos, which I do not. What? (laughs) No, I don't. But also it makes them watch commercials, which I think is good for them. Uh, teaches them patience (laughs) and resilience. You don't get everything you want on demand. You little turd. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question. Okay. Do you think that shows like Tosh.0 and Ridiculousness help with YouTube growing and getting more into the mainstream? Because, I mean, it's big by the time these shows get onto the air, but it's then tar- or it gets to, like, mom and dad watching and them laughing at these fail videos yeah. or... Um, you get like the chocolate rain guy and the star Wars kid and right. So all like, those people, there's a period of time for YouTube where it's like that phase it's in where it is. It's kind of all about fail videos, which spawns shows like Tosh.0 um, fail videos. And then the viral videos of, you know, uh, you know, hide your wife, hide your kids, sweet Brown. Yeah. Um, Lord Jesus. It's a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my shoes, Jesus. I mean, yeah, I think it's like the chicken and the egg though. I think it probably spawns Tosh.0 to be honest. Cause I think that's big on YouTube first, but it's also competing. Well, so all of you like your, okay. In that time frame, YouTube, it has all those kind of like viral videos, fail videos, but all the real creators are like over on vine. Isn't, isn't oh, that yeah. the way? Isn't, am I remembering a- this right? Like Vine has like all these real brilliant creators. And then when Vine folds, they all go to YouTube. Which it's crazy because Vine's like a completely different style that it, it was shorter videos. Basically. Mm. Well, uh, but like, so, so it was, wasn't it kind of like TikTok then? Because I want to say that they were like 15 seconds. Mm. It, Vine had some really good creators that were amazing with like the short duration. Cause doesn't the story guy story time guy originate on vine Remember, story time. And then he goes up to these random people and he, and, and narrates like 
some random story for these people he doesn't know and then you get to see their reaction to it it's usually something kind of like embarrassing do you remember this guy no i don't but by that by the time he gets on youtube they've just put a bunch of them together it's like a compilation of the story time guy yeah i missed like all the whole vine era i have no idea about yeah you're way too young right yeah christian family Uh, you weren't getting anywhere near youtube it says that vine videos uh back in 2013 so this would be um towards their end six seconds wow they're short wow okay well maybe i'm uh maybe i'm misremembering that then i don't know anyways eventually youtube becomes uh through all these kind of different phases there's a music phase um there's there's like i i would say a vlogging phase like dude perfect kind of starts like this that's that's i remember those guys and there's like this this vlogging and it was just kind of them just doing trick shots yeah yeah and then it evolved into this whole thing was like of like how crazy can they get with the trick shots you know yeah it's just crazy i'm saying they're all faked (laughs) (laughs) there's actually a funny video where they're in like green screen suits and they're like holding the basketball and like pretending like they just threw it it's it's just to make fun of it, but like they don't. It's not fake. Like, yeah, I'm but how, I'd, I'd like to see how many takes it takes them to yeah. do some of the trick shots. They bring a lot of the like funny like outro takes. Sometimes they will show that in like like if you've seen um, overtime. Sometimes they put in their bloopers in there and okay, and they sometimes they show how many times they've done a shot. So yeah. I feel like for a phase of time that was sort of the thing. People were vlogging. And doing things like trick shots, skateboarding tricks, things like that. And then, but we've, we've passed that time even, even though dude, perfect, still huge. Yeah. Now we're in this time of like real hardcore content creation where you're almost like the, the big, the big hitters, they're creating like daily content. Yes. They're doing lives and creating daily content every day. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it where it's just people uploading like these random videos and then they just blow up and get like millions and millions of views. Yeah. Do you want to know something really humbling? Okay. I said my podcast is about to hit my podcast. Cody and mine's podcast. Sorry, Cody. (laughs) Anyone that's been on the podcast. (laughs) Our podcast. (laughs) We will hit 5,000 downloads soon. God willing. My daughter and her cousin made one YouTube video. It's, it's a compilation. They made a compilation of every time Curious George screams in the Curious George cartoon. I mean, literally, is Curious George going, ah, ah, ah. like that's the whole video. And it's got like 30,000 views. Sheesh. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. And I'm just like, that's so unfair. That's. <laughs> But that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just make something it just hits. No, yeah, that happened with me. Um, there was this trend in the community I'm in. Um, and it was I animated this in blank minutes. And so what everybody found out was everyone was interested in how long the animation took. So then I tried it and I made a video and then it blew up and hit seven hundred seven hundred thousand views right now. That's wild. And it's probably one of the worst videos I've made, to be honest. So <laughs> I was really disappointed about that. So that's yeah. amazing. How long did it take you to do the video? So that what was 
It was 85 minutes. So what happened was I made a stream and it, the stream challenge was make a five minute animation, 10 minute animation, and then one hour animation, I think. Mm. Well, that doesn't add up. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so I took that, the footage I made from the stream and then uploaded that. So oh, okay. I was just doing it so everybody could see what I was making during the stream, you know, and then it just blows up. So, well, this is the big thing online. We'll just move right into the section where we talk about your guys' stuff for yeah. a while. Yeah. I, I did not realize this, but there is quite the Lego animation community. Oh, yeah. Out there, stop motion animation, because I've been following you. You're currently in a competition right now. Yes, I am. It just ended, but did, yes. Did the, you win? No. Um, I will find that out. Um, very soon, like this week. But you're expecting to win. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because you were dominating. Name it I, and claim it. <laughs> I am. I don't want to be prideful, but like I was watching everyone else's entries. They're not amazing. And then I wa- it's hard because when I watch my content over and over, it just kind of becomes dull. Right. So I don't really know how good it is. And then everybody I ask, they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This yeah. was amazing. Okay, yeah. so when I go watch some of Brahms' uh, Broham animations, when I go watch his videos and I look at the comments, it's like all these people who have studios, like their own animation stuff, and they're all like raving. Yeah. Except for a couple. There'll be there's always this random dude on there be like, you use the whoosh sound too much. Oh yeah. No, I've gotten tons of those comments. <laughs> but and I and I always say I'm just addicted to it. I can't help it. Cause when there's like an empty spot of sound, I just put in a whoosh effect. Yeah. And then everybody's disappointed. So as you get older, you'll understand how to troll better. You need to make a video <laughs> where it's just the whoosh sound. That would be over hilarious. and over and over <laughs> again. Just to blow that guy's head up. <laughs> Superman Lego flying, <laughs> and it's just nonstop whoosh. <laughs> uh, Kane, do you ever get interesting comments on yours? Like, what's the most? Like, do you ever get negative comments? <laughs> like, dude, you're not funny. <laughs> Uh, actually, there was there was one comment. Uh, oh no, there was there was a couple of comments which which I kind of I uh, thought yeah, fair enough. I, I I take the take the comments on board and kind of think, well, you know, is 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 that valid? Um, there was one guy, or oh, I'm assuming it's a guy, uh, one person who um, who commented something like, um, oh, stop stop pretending like you're 15, like with the what's up Lego fans? You know, that whole thing like, wow, energy. Rah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're a 40 year old guy acting like you're 15. And I was like, mm, okay, fair <laughs> enough. So from then on, I started my, uh, I, I, I started my videos with, Hey, Lego fans. So I just, just tone it down just a little bit. You, you should have start like, seriously, you guys both need to learn how to troll better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should have started the next video, like masterpiece theater. Yeah. You in front of a fire <laughs> with like a quilt over your leg. <laughs> Welcome to the vintage brick. Today I will be building very slowly. Uh, um, a Lego of a 1964 Cadillac. <laughs> Or you go the complete opposite and you go Billy May style and you go even just more energetic over the, over the top. and you're just yeah. way over the top. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen somebody build something out of Legos? <laughs> well, you will now. <laughs> and at the low, low cost of your time. And if you if you like that, we also have this cleaning stuff in the back. <laughs> Clean up anything, make your tile shine. If you pay shipping and handling, 
you'll get to see this brick. <laughs> uh, but generally, uh, the comments that I've gotten are, are usually very, very positive. Uh, there's the, the, the negative comments are few and far between. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I've noticed. So here's the thing. So uh, there's some channels I follow that do some live things too. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed the more followers you have, the more likely you, you are to have some negative people. Right. To which um, I'm always, I always wonder, I'm, I'm just like, why are these people watching these videos if they don't like this guy? Because mm-hmm. totally. haters going to hate. Well, yeah. that's true. I'm reminded, okay, this is, you're going to laugh, but I actually read the book Howard Stern wrote that they based the movie private parts on. You remember that Howard Stern movie? No. Where, okay. (laughs) Howard, you do know who Howard Stern is. Yeah, I know who Howard Stern is. So Howard Stern wrote this book called private parts. It was essentially his story of how he rose to fame in radio. And basically the reason he rises to fame is because half the people are listening because they like him. But half the people are listening because they don't like him. They and they make a they make that in 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 the movie. There's a scene where the boss who hates him and is trying to get him fired. It's like, why are all these people listening if they don't like him? And it's the same answer the people that like him do. It's like they want to hear what they want to hear what he says next. In which I mean, within the broadcasting realm, the big names definitely have a huge base that hates them and mm-hmm. wants to bash whatever it is they just said. And they have a huge base that agrees with virtually everything they say. Somewhere inside this discussion, discussion within a discussion, we could have a discussion about Bill Maher and that he's actually a genius. I know that you don't want to say Bill Maher is a genius, but search within yourself. You know it to be true. Uh, I'll say he's highly intellectual. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think he's super thoughtful, but like to watch Bill Maher, who was like a liberal honk for years, <laughs> like just total liberal when, when there were probably more, when conservative forces were controlling America more now, as it shifts a little bit and the liberal forces are more of getting in control in America, Maher slides to the right and it really annoys the liberals. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm over here just nodding my head. Like, yeah, he's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. Mm. He knows what yeah. he's doing. First of all, he's looking at Joe Rogan. Like you'd be a fool. If you're, if your format, I'd be a fool to sit here and say, we do a podcast and a radio show and I'm going to not pay attention to Joe Rogan, that Joe Rogan's some kind of hack. No, Joe, Joe Rogan is brilliant. I ignore Joseph Rogan. I don't. All right. <laughs> Okay. Like so, I was like, welcome to the chat, MSNBC. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you. <laughs> no, uh, but it's crazy to think that. So Joe Rogan, where I know him from first, is TV news radio. He's on that, and then he's on Fear Factor, mm-hmm. and then he's the, doing the UFC he, thing. He was the replacement guy, one of the replacement guys on the Man Show. Yeah, he was on the Man Show. I forgot. I, so yeah, which wouldn't fly today, but it would not. So you have news radio, the Man Show. Fear Factor, and then you get UFC commentator. I don't know how we get there, but we get there. (laughs) And then he becomes the most talked about name in podcasting. And you can watch, you used to be able to watch his videos on YouTube. Which I was going to say, that was one of my favorite channels on YouTube was the Joe Rogan channel. But now that you can't watch full episodes on there anymore because he made the deal with Spotify. All about that money. Hey, you know what? Get paid. I'm. Listen, people cannot like Joe Rogan or like him, whatever. You can't argue that he, man, he earned, he earned it. And like, you can, 
it, the, the thing I love most about Joe Rogan is that he doesn't care what you think. Even in the middle of the pandemic, when he was just getting bombed on because he had the audacity to put different people with different viewpoints on his show and ask him questions. He had a lot of interesting people on during that time. Yeah. People that got labeled kooks that now were revisiting and going, well, maybe they weren't kooks. <laughs> like, okay, y'all going to apologize to Joe Rogan now or no? Yeah. No. Twitter's the answer from Twitter is no. And that I'm a jerk for, for, for asking it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you bring up Joe's name? I'm canceled. In fact, on Twitter, as it turns out. Um, but yeah, so do you like Brom? Do you have any designs on man? I wish I could be Joe Rogan. Do you want to be like that guy? Like I get 30 million <laughs> so, streams a month. I forgot who Joe Rogan is. Um, I'm, not, I'm not big on names. Yeah, like, I don't, so yeah. And he wouldn't be that interesting to you at your so age. He's a talking not. head. Yeah. Okay. He, he basically, it's just podcasting where he has someone interesting that he just interviews and it's usually something topical. Um, it's usually, well, it can be sometimes he's interviewing a UFC guy, you know, and they talk about UFC fighting, but uh, he's, yeah. he's really, what he does really well is he has conversations with these guys. He's well read. He brushes up on the topic that he's going to be speaking with someone on so that he can ask questions. And generally speaking, I mean, he's had some guys like Jordan Peterson and, and, um, you know, all these interesting people on his show that are also kind of brilliant, um, highly intelligent people. And I will say that when he's having a conversation with them, he tends to make them more human because mm -hmm. some of these people you hold up into a, like a higher standing or a higher light. And after that, you're like, I could carry on a conversation with Elon Musk yeah. Yeah. He's had Elon Musk on. I probably couldn't. So, I mean, nobody gets the gets he, he gets, if I could say gets anymore in one yeah. sentence, but honestly, nobody's booking people like he does. He gets the biggest names. Um, he, both sides of the aisle, if they're willing to come on, he'll have them. He, he just had, he just had Aaron Rodgers on. Yeah. The quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who a lot of people on Twitter don't like as well because of some of his actions during He had the Sanjay pandemic. Gupta. Sanjay Gupta from CNN, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you're right. It's because it's a safe space for them almost. They know they're not going to get attacked. Like you go, like, look, if you go on MSNBC or Fox News, if you're the wrong persuasion, you're getting attacked. Gotcha journalism. Mm-hmm. They know they can go and have a real conversation with Joe Rogan. Um, anyways, my question is, does he like, is there an addictiveness to you to where like, man, I want, I want to get more subscribers. I want to get more views. Like, does that enter into your thing or is it all just purely, this is just for the love of doing it? You know, I'd say I'm somewhere in between. Cause like, it's something that I really love to do. And if I got money for that, then I would like enjoy it a lot. But like, if it doesn't go anywhere, then I won't be that disappointed because it's probably just like building to my future, whatever I'm going to do, you know, because this is, so this is not just a hobby. This is like a love. This is something you want to yeah. do professionally. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. If, if I can, if there's some way I can in the future, then yeah. Okay. That would be great. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Kane, like, is it now? Okay. 
first of all, background on Kane, who's closer to my age. Kane was in like a real rock and roll band that used toured to, and stuff. I used to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time. So um, he has opened for such bands featuring a one Beyonce Knowles known as Destiny's Child. You did open for Destiny's Child. True or false? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like Jay Z sitting uh, here. To- Toby, Toby Mac happened to be playing that night as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For the Christian audience. <laughs> hey, he's the godfather of Christian pop. <laughs> he is. Respect. <laughs> um, so for you, like it's, it's I'm, I want to say it's probably a hobby, but at the same time, you don't tour anymore. You don't do the band thing. Is this like something that you like, man, I'd like to get into this and I'd like to get, you know, yeah. more subscribers and be one of these big YouTube channels. Yeah. I think uh, originally, um, I had been thinking about starting a YouTube channel for a while and um, I knew that I had to find a subject that I could do a lot of content for. Um, and uh, if you watch my, my very first video, um, everything that I say in that is true. It's, um, and to quote that is I literally walked into my garage one day and I saw my box of Lego from when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I was going to like build all of that just to make sure that all the pieces were there. Um, Hey, that'd be really cool. A content subject for, um, for a YouTube channel. Just me building my, my literally vintage Lego from when I was a kid. Mm. I thought, yeah, that, that could be pretty interesting. So I, um, yeah, I did my first video and I was like, ah, oh, that actually came together pretty cool. Um, and while I was editing it, uh, I had this, um, I had, well, while I was filming it, I had this, this, um, this idea that these, these characters would, um, would like just, stand in the background like the these guys and then when i was editing it i was like wouldn't it be really funny if they were having a conversation about like (laughs) how how lame my build was or (laughs) like really you know just you know um so so i put the speech bubbles in and and um the video came together and i was like actually that's that's kind of cool and then i did the second one in a similar style changed a few things this is just at my um you know dining room table not great lighting or anything. It's just, you know, second video. And then the, the third video came along and I was like, because, because it was a theme, it was my, um, uh, top three childhood sets. Um, and, um, and, and then I want, I actually just wanted to step it up for the, for the third video. Cause I'd shown the first two to a couple of my friends and they were like, yes, yeah, that's kind of cool. And one of my friends was, a uh, he, he was right into filmmaking and things. And I was like, you know what? I, I really want to step it up. Mm-hmm. So I, I went around to uh, a friend of mine who was a photographer and he had like a full photography studio. So it was all of a sudden, it was like a photography background and actually presenting the stuff and, um, and then um, introducing this crazy character called the news brick and just like completely not taking myself or anything seriously. Um, and uh, I remember um, him, my, my, my filmmaking friend um he was just like i watched the video and i just couldn't stop laughing it was just <laughs> so so funny and i just thought you know what that's kind of cool um and yeah it'd be it'd be great to to have the channel um go big uh but the main reason that i wanted to start a, a youtube channel was uh because i wanted to get really good at video editing mm. i thought that'd be a great skill to have um and I tell you what, once you once you spend like a hundred hours like 
editing video, you start to get pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I found that um, the, the videos, the, the build videos, um, they take a lot of time. Uh, you know, it would take sort of 30, 30 hours to put together like a five or six minute video mm-hmm. uh, just because there's so much editing in, in the actual building of it. Um, but it, w- it was kind of cool. I was, I was aiming to, to put out a video every week um, over the first few months. And then um, I realized that that was just not sustainable just with the amount of time that I had to put into it. So it ended up being um, every two weeks. And, and that was sustainable for a, for a while. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my, my main motivation was, to, was, was to, to get good at video editing and um, kind of throwing a, a few little filmmaking elements in there as well mm. um, and just get the, uh, the, the whole experience of, of how it all worked and how YouTube worked. And then, um, and then I found um, that live streaming was kind of fun as well um, because I needed to do, I needed to get content out there, but I didn't have time to, to be doing videos right. all the time. So I thought, Hey, I'll give live streaming a go. And um, that, that actually works really, really well, especially if you want to get your watch hours up mm-hmm. um, because you know, people jump on and they just hang out literally, literally hanging out with you while you're building. Yeah. So at some point, YouTube content creation went from the number of views mm-hmm. to how long they were viewing it yeah. somewhere along that line. It became more important to keep a viewer long-term mm-hmm. yeah, because they measure it in minutes. Now, is that right? Yes. Um, because if you get more watch hours, then your, um, was it called cents per minute or something like that? It goes up. So uh-huh. it all depends on that. So if people don't watch a lot of your video, you won't get as much money per view. So it has a lot to do. Well, when you, when you get money, you know. Well, and that's why a lot of these creators have gone to live stuff, Kane. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And, and um, to touch on the the monetization thing, uh, there's a criteria for getting monetized, and it's a uh, thousand subscribers, which which isn't isn't a huge amount. You know, it's it's still a it's still a hurdle, but it's four thousand watch hours within a calendar year. Mm. So, and and that's tricky because if you've got if you've got uh, your channel full of um, ten to fifteen second videos, and you might have a million views, two million views, you might have a million views on just one of your one of your uh, one of your videos. But if people are only watching it for three seconds, you you're not going to be anywhere near your your watch right. hours. So you're right. still not going to get monetized. So it is about and people getting people to engage with your videos and actually having them stick around to watch a significant portion yeah. of your video. Um, so we, when, when you look at the stats and you've got a five minute video that somebody look, watches for 20% of, of the time um, and it's like watches for one minute. Okay. And that, that video took you uh, 30 or 40 hours to put together. And then you do a live stream and um, it's a three hour live stream and um it's a bunch of dummies like us just chatting yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's literally just it took you three hours to make it Uh, (laughs) yeah and um but but you've got like an average um average watch uh watch time of like 15 or 16 minutes yeah that's that it's a it's it's almost a no-brainer um so i think it's finding that balance of putting out the the regular content of the, the the produced videos um which which take a lot of time but they're they're kind of a unique thing that they're kind of cool. Um, balancing that to doing the live streams, which are the longer videos. Um, and you start to build up your community as well. Like when I started doing live streams, I found that there were a bunch of people that would regularly come along 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was there are people from all over the world. There's uh, you know people from um, Australia and uh, Europe and um, South America and all over the place. And it was really interesting finding out where all these people were coming from and, and what they were up to. You ask what yeah. they're, what they're working on. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah, lives a different a different animal. Mm. Like just this morning, randomly, so we can measure who listens to the radio station. So for those that don't know, I also am the program director of a small Christian radio station. That's my day job. KFEX 93.1 FM. That's the one. Firescape Radio. It's part of a youth ministry here. We're a Christian radio station. Also the home of the Pop Culture Pastor Radio Show. Yes. On from 8 a.m. to noon every weekday morning, in case you're interested. www.kfex931.com. Um, but anyways, we can, we can see who listens from where. And randomly this morning, we had like 14 listeners from Sweden and Belarus. Just that randomly. was the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those Belarusians. I don't, I don't know. I, I hope I didn't offend them, but, uh, yes, we did have 14 listeners <laughs> from Belarus. Yeah, when you're doing live stuff, like there's just that chance that people are just going to hop on from anywhere and you get a new, a new fan. Absolutely. Especially when you're working on something really cool, like a giant millennium Falcon. That is really cool. Uh, now I think the question, Very pop culture. Yeah, indeed. I think the question we're all wanting to know, Brom is you work a lot with Marvel Lego figures. Yeah. Do you by any chance have a Korg? Yes. I have two actually. I, I think I smell a collab. Because I think Kane needs to make an appearance as Korg cross promotion (laughs) in one of Broham animation videos. I don't really know what you're talking about, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Another hypothetical question. Um, If, if we found and created or got Legos that looked kind of like, you know, like me and Cody. Yeah. Could we like hire you? I was going to say there is a rumor that we might be approaching 50 episodes. We're approaching 50 episodes and 5,000 downloads. We got to, we got to do something special. And if we could find Legos that look like us. Yeah, that would, that would actually be really interesting. I've tried Sometimes I try to make people like, I think about like you were talking the other day about like a collab. So I was thinking like, how would I, like, what would I do? Like, would I, make you guys like in Lego minifigures, I could do it. Like I have, <laughs> I have a awesome. lot of Legos. It would, it would it's take a while. Happening. We could give you the, you know, the production pieces you need, you know, if you wanted like the, the, the theme, we yeah. could talk to our guy, you know, the pop culture pastor. Oh, you know that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, just saying we we'll throw it out there. Throw it out there. If it sticks, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Do here's another question because we're sitting here with Kane, a geek of the round table who has uh, video editing skills. Like, do we do do people want a pop culture pastor YouTube channel? Do they want to see us, Cody? I hope. That is the question. You'll have to quit your job, Cody, so um, we can do content, <laughs> live content, all day, every day. How about in the evening? <laughs> Not all day. Okay, I got you. Not all day. Little ambitious. That was, that a, little was ambitious. a little bold. <laughs> okay, um, just real quickly before we leave, what are some of the channels that are your favorite channels to watch now on YouTube? Do you have? Do you guys have favorite channels? Um, I have uh, a, a favorite non Lego related channel, and that's the Goon Squad Boys. Oh, what's Goon that? Squad. Goon Squad. Um, they do like car rebuilds and house rebuilds and just 
they oh. are just two brothers that um, buy wrecked wrecked cars from auto auctions and rebuild these amazing cars. Like they do wow. like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and um, all sorts of exotic cars. And uh, and then they were making lots of money and they decided that they were just going to buy a house on this big, um, big piece of land in the hills and the house was half finished. So they documented their whole journey of like restoring this house and, and finishing off this house, which is, which they were going to live in. That's wild. Yeah. It's really cool. That's, the best part about YouTube is you can literally find these really niche yeah. things. I mean, these, these guys are huge. They've got like millions and millions of subscri- subscribers. Right. When but, I say niche, I don't mean niche and like how many but, people will but watch little, it. But, yeah. but like who would have thought that that would be a thing that yeah. would hit. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're so engaging and they're just, they're just really fun to, to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of uh, Lego related ones. Um, I have to give a shout out uh, to a good friend of mine back in New Zealand called Brick Scene. His, his, uh, his YouTube channel is called Brick Scene. He does all sorts of cool stuff. He does a lot of Lego reviews. He does uh, builds and live streams and stuff. Um, really, really great content. And uh, one Lego uh, channel which I really like is called Mock Your Bricks. Mock as an M O C. Now, this dude builds these amazing, um, like galleon ships, Whoa. like big pirate ships, and just like custom stuff. Like, not just he doesn't just grab yeah. a, a he doesn't, a he doesn't follow he, directions. No, yeah. he, he builds these amazing things and like does, um, like authentic rigging, um, with, wow. with string on these things. It's just yeah, really, really cool. If you if you like old school like Pirates of the Caribbean or, yeah. or Caribbean or whatever, and um, yeah, check it out. It's yeah. really cool. What about you, Brom? Do you have some favorite channels? Yeah, um, my favorite one that I picked out was um, Kevin Perry. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-mm. He's no. a Lego. related to Tyler. <laughs> N- no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, um, he does Lego animation, but like. Um, he does the more like complicated like over days and days like just for like i don't know but lego multiple times like asks him to do stuff for them oh wow and it's very it's really amazing like he's probably like what i'm my goal for like my animation he's your idol yeah well yeah a little bit yeah (laughs) but he does i know we're christians we're not supposed to say that we don't have idols (laughs) (laughs) cody do you have do you have favorite channels you don't, you're not a big YouTube okay, guy. Okay, so like, I feel there's people that listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. and there's people that listen to YouTube and watch YouTube. Yeah, I do both. And there's some people that can do both. Um, I, I'm more of a podcast guy or an audiobook guy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my YouTubing is usually like, oh, I remember this funny skit from SNL. <laughs> Let's look that up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to search in the box Matt Foley skits yes. from Saturday Night Live. Like, like early it, 90s. It's like retro memories is what I look up. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. let's watch the 96 uh finals between the bulls and the seattle supersonics so that's what youtube you just never progressed out of that era no because that's what youtube used to be like i would go to youtube to watch celebrity jeopardy videos yeah oh (laughs) those are great (laughs) he's like i just watched one this morning yeah no so that that's how i use it or there is the rare occasion like a song is not available on like certain streaming or 
I have a song in particular. So Beck did a song for Sons of Anarchy and Heck on Wheels. Um, that's not the name of that show, but, uh, and it's called iron horse, but you can't listen to it anywhere. It was never released. Like it was only in this, like two shows. Hmm. And then there's a YouTube video that has the full length version. That's the only place you can listen to it. Wow. So like if there's something that's exclusive, I think my issue with subscribing to YouTube is FOMO. Fear missing out because like if I subscri- subscribe and then there's like all this content and I'm working like uh. a thousand <laughs> jobs and well, helping with the podcast. You just got to do what, what I do, <laughs> which is sit at my computer watching YouTube videos, pretending like I'm working. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry is wait, technically wait, my wait, boss. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do listen to a lot of YouTube videos. I, I enjoy YouTube videos, like you said, that are, you can, you don't have to watch them. You can listen to them just like their podcasts. Yeah. Um, I have a job. I have to listen to people. That's, <laughs> That's my true. issue. That's true. I work all by myself in a cave. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. And then, and then Kane comes in and, and goes, Oi, Dave, get back to work. Get, get, <laughs> cracks the whip. Kane comes in and I'm like, Hi, hi, Kane. How you doing? Please don't go. Don't leave me. I'm like holding on to him. Like, Please. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Um, no. Uh, so, you know, back in the day, like the first things I really liked watching on YouTube were extensions of podcasts. So Joe mm-hmm. Rogan, uh, when he started doing video stuff, there was a, there was a channel, uh, a guy named Dan Carlin. Uh, he did a, he had a podcast called hardcore history. Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. If you've never listened to hardcore history, go find it. Treat yourself. If you like history at all, even if you don't like history, you should listen to this guy because you'll like it after you start listening to this guy. Um, I listened to Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history on YouTube. Malcolm Gladwell. That's an amazing podcast. Um, nowadays, when you've got more of like the content creation kind of rhythm going on, um, I like Ruslan. Have you, have you guys heard of Ruslan? Oh, yeah. He was a, he used to be a Christian rapper. I think he still puts stuff out. But now he's more of like a Christian pop culture kind Content. of commentator. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of his thing. And, and he's, he's a smart dude, really bright, really thoughtful. Oh yeah. Just, a, he's a lot like the Christian Joe Rogan. So like he'll cover a wide variety of mm-hmm. things from yeah. things that are very specific to Christianity, like theological points of views. But then he'll go into like things that are mainstream pop culture related as well. And yeah, yeah, very, very intellectual. He He's a lot like Joe Rogan for me, wherein I don't always agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him sometimes. I disagree with him sometimes. But I find that I like to listen to people who I feel like, even if I don't agree with them, I know they're thoughtful. Mm-hmm. They actually think about things. They're not just spouting the company line that is so often heard in our you know, atmosphere today. Yeah. Like with those types of people, you can't always guess what their thought is going to be on the subject matter where like your news stations, you know, this one's going to be very liberal. This one's going to be very conservative. And these guys are just throw it out there. I'm watching a lot of talkville. 
right now, which is um, <laughs> it's a Smallville rewatch podcast or v- video cast as well on YouTube done by the two stars of Smallville, the two main leads, which were Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor and uh, Tom, Tom, Welling, Tom Welling, who played Clark Kent. So have they addressed the the actress that got arrested from Smallville? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do that in the first episode. You can't not address her. She was in a SEX cult. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, that was my question. I mean, question. that's sort of weird. Do you, you don't not talk about the coworker that got arrested for that. Do you address the elephant in the room? And so, yeah. Yeah. You address the deviant in the room for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Talkville is is fun because like if you enjoyed Smallville, like I did. It's fun to get the behind the scenes kind of knowledge. I will also watch a, a, a YouTube channel called pop savage, which is a guy who collects Funko pops. And, um, uh, he's, uh, he, he just like kind of talks about, he has this huge collection, but he talks about like the, 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 the financial side of it. So he does a video every Saturday where he talks about which Funko pops he thinks like you should make plays for now because they'll go up soon. Uh, so I enjoy that channel. Um, I enjoy spoken gospel. If you haven't heard of, oh, yeah, that's a good one. of that channel, those, these two guys that do spoken gospel are wonderful. If you're a Christian and you like kind of deep dives into the Bible and especially they're what they're so good at is the, any part of the Bible, they can tell you where Jesus is at in it. Yeah. Old Testament stuff. They believe that the Bible is all about Jesus and they're super, super smart, but also super personable. Yeah. Um, so I will say I do follow the Bible project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they make videos and content as well. Hall of Famers, ones that I used to watch a lot. I don't watch as more Cinema Sins. Was, oh, yeah. Was always one of my favorites. And Bad Lip Reading, of course. <laughs> oh, their Star Wars songs are phenomenal. My children know every word to uh, the Yoda bad lip reading uh, seagull song. Yeah. Uh, my stick. My is, stick is great too. Is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the how it should have ended? Have you seen those? Uh, those are good too. Um, yeah, those. So I've seen those and there's one I've also recently come across, um, but this guy does more on TikTok. but I know he puts it on YouTube too as well. The, the writer's room. Mm-hmm. where it's like all him, but he's playing different parts and being tongue in cheek about this bad movie that got made and what they were thinking. Right? right. And I can't remember his name. Otherwise I'd give him a shout out, but I can't anyways, uh, there goes a potential listener. <sighs> we've, we've talked probably long enough uh, about YouTube. Kane Colton, your channel is the vintage brick. Mm-hmm. The uh, vintage brick. Invite people to go check that out. Especially mm-hmm. if you like, super into legos mm-hmm. like um y- y- lots of build videos plus mm. you're just hilarious i i would say um start at the beginning mm-hmm. and work your way through cuz it's actually like, kind of like a tv series that they, they each video builds on itself okay it okay so we have to start at the very beginning mm-hmm. yeah. obviously don't worry too much about the live streams <laughs> i don't expect you to sit I through am not 30 <laughs> hours of a millennium <laughs> falcon build through all the millennium falcon build <laughs> But, but, you know, there is eight hours to burn in that office. Every <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, de- there definitely is a progression. Yeah. And you see the production level increase and you see the style kind of develop. Um, but it's, it really is a journey. Yeah. The vintage brick. Mm-hmm. So go subscribe to that. Brom Wheeler, 
How old are you again? I'm 16. 16 years yep. old. Wow. The whole future in front of them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <sighs> I don't even oh, know what young I was again. doing it. To be young and talented. He must feel like Michael Jordan felt. <laughs> yeah. Mm, not really. Broham, <laughs> Broham Animations is the channel. Yeah. Um, go subscribe to it if you're into stop motion animation. Um, Legos, of course, because yep. you, you work pretty much exclusively with Legos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is, is there anything else you want to say about your channel? Not really. Well, unlike Kane's channel, you can just watch whatever videos. Yeah, you yeah. Want. You don't have to Doesn't watch matter. in a particular order. Just, but the best part is they're all pretty short, so you can just yeah. let them run. Yeah, just binge them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Uh, this has been a fun, kind of a different episode. I um, know. it. Gave me a lot more insight into yeah. the world of YouTube and also being a creator mm-hmm. where I'm just a contributor. Yeah. Well, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. That's but you're a consumer. <laughs> I yes. am a consumer. I've, I've got and new channels. I'm going to go try out as yeah. soon as I get home now. All right, guys. Thanks for so much for coming on listeners. Thank you for listening. And if you want us to do a YouTube channel, comment on the oh, post yes comment would you a pop culture pastor youtube channel you would see how much i talk with my hands <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing you would see like that the, the, me talking about nachos not just a thing i talk about <laughs> I eat them. um and then uh also share with us the channels you like uh the podcast or excuse me the the youtube channels you like to follow comment on the social media posts for this episode. Do not comment about other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, you can, you can do that too. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>